My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome to this week's edition of the Oddscast podcast. I'm Dominic DeLeo, alongside Joe Delara, Terry Takes, Bruce Corey. As always, we are on to NFL Week 5. Lakers are one win away from winning the NBA Finals. Finally, all of, our, all of our hard work in giving you these picks have paid off. Um, I'm speaking a little bit hyperbolic here and, and with the assumption that they're going to close it out on Friday and tomorrow. Mama jerseys. It's done. It's done. So is there any – first, I'll ask you, Joe, is there any way the Lakers lose – a tomorrow in game five or B the series. Anthony Davis and LeBron James would have to die. <laughs> and even then, KCP and Caruso might do it. Well, I mean that's that's absurd. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good that they're in a bubble. Because uh, that no, is I, I don't think there's any way that they lose the series. I think that they close the shit out on Friday. Okay. Uh, there you have it. Do they cover the spread? Yeah. So I was doing a little research on this. The uh, they are two and two against the spread when wearing the Mamba jerseys, covering by an average margin of two point three seven five points. And really, they're they were a uh, you know like a they were half a point away from covering three times. Um, they uh, the line moved on game two from like right before tip off to uh, ten and a half, and they won by ten. Um, their average margin of victory is 10 points and, uh, the spread's only seven and a half. Um, I think they cover this. Uh, I think they roll through Miami, uh, on this one or roll through Orlando, I guess. Are you going to watch game five? Because I'm seeing a lot of, uh, stuff from that fuck Clay Travis on Twitter that no one's watching the NBA anymore because they went woke. Oh, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> the people that the people that said that like probably didn't watch the NBA in the first place. <laughs> He's like, I he has a massive orgasm anytime ratings come out um, on the NBA or any sport that that shows any sort of decline. Not like you know everybody's going to streaming and cutting the cord and cable and I everything else. The, I cut the cord. Like yeah, I'm you don't even you don't even show up. You don't even don't show count. up in the Nielsen ratings. I don't count. I mean, the fucking NBA Finals is sponsored by YouTube TV. No. Like, it's literally cord cutting. <laughs> so, so M- NBA, NBA is going to end soon. Yeah. Which really leaves only – I mean, there is some golf. Terry takes – I saw put out some golf picks this week. Terry, do you want to touch on that for – I'll give you a minute. Actually, two minutes uninterrupted, just like the VP debate last night. And please answer the goddamn question. We can mute you. Um. Yeah, golf is on. You're listening. Well, I just think that I should be able to stick to the facts, you know, not <laughs> your feelings. I didn't watch the debate, so I don't Go, get go ahead and stick jokes. to the facts. Okay, yeah, I'll stick to the facts. Stick uh, to the facts. Golf. golf Am I going to be able to respond? So, first of all, you have to start. You failed, and ratings are plummeting. Your, your vote, your polling is plummeting because you didn't start out with first off Thank you for having me here. The American people are strong, and I'm just so proud to talk to them and give you these golf picks. So I am filling that in for you. Terry Takes, you now have one minute and 30 seconds. Wow. I feel like I just got mansplained a lot. I feel like. Well, I would like to first thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for giving me the opportunity (laughs) to be here today to talk to you all, Um, you know, if I follow his footsteps, I'm on the right path. You just uh, lost on the, the board. Left. He just lost the on left. the board. <laughs> I uh, haven't. I don't have much to say about golf. We got the Shiners, Shriners Hospital in uh, Nevada, um, and it already started by the time you're mm-hmm. listening to this. So should have should have followed me on Twitter to get my picks. Well, I mean, people plugging in early morning. I mean, okay. Oh, I got, I like Jason Day, driver of the golf ball, great at putting. Uh, putters historically win at this course, but the Bombers never really play. This is not a, a, a tournament that the top the top tier guys usually play. So Bryson could could just run away with this, but I don't. He's not. He's not. 
he could have the U.S. Open hangover, but he's not really the type of person that seems like he would go out and get Can't a get hangover or protein shake, Terry. Yeah, so I, I I don't really buy into him, you know, playing poorly here as he's played well um, here historically. Uh, Mister Takes, your time is up. Thank you. Okay, that's fair. Yep. <laughs> Now I have a follow-up question to that. Okay. Do you think that uh, Bryson's kidneys are getting beat to hell with the amount of protein he's forcing in there? Would it be better if he just drank a little? He's on steroids. He's on the same steroids that the president's on right now. Well, how come he's think. not making five-minute weirdo videos <laughs> that creep me out? I don't think he's on steroids. I don't think you're – yeah, I don't know. Not ideal. Who? Bryson. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, how do we think his kidneys are doing? And what's doing more damage to them? I think, you know, they're probably he's, – he's got it all worked out, man. He's got teams of scientists. He's, you know, he probably has got state-of-the-art stuff going on. Maybe some stem cells being injected and placed in his body. Who knows? Recreational dialysis. Yeah, science, science these days. The guy's a mad scientist. What do you want from me? It's all far. far. Speaking of stem cells as a uh, cure to medical illness, let's go to the NFL where COVID-19 is still ravaging three teams, specifically one team. And we're going to talk about our NFL picks in a minute. But as we ran into last week, you know, Terry Takes gives out his Patriots plus seven pick and then Cam Newton tests positive for COVID. This is, a, you know, this is just going to be how this season works. Like you're going to have to be able to move with the punches um, I did learn that when a line gets taken down and gets moved to a different, like when a game gets taken down and moved to a different day, you no longer get that line yeah. as the Patriots and Chiefs line did reset. But first, I just want to get your guys' take on the season because yesterday was a huge downer in terms of positive tests coming out. There's talk about the Titans missing another week, which really will throw a, just a giant wrench into the entire schedule. There's actually talk about the Titans being, you know, forfeiting the game and, and or also losing picks for yeah. blatantly disregarding protocols that the NFL had set up to stop this. So what's your take on the season? How's your um, projections in terms of are we going to finish the season? And does this change how you bet? I don't really understand why the Titans like like if they if they are for if they have to forfeit this week, why would they not also have to forfeit last week? Um, because I think the argument was that they broke protocols after. Like yeah. before it was just like they didn't know what the outbreak was from. You know, they could have went to like an outdoor event that had a bunch of hugging and kissing, like at the white house and, and the Rose garden and, or they could, imagine the Titans making it. There. <laughs> they Not could enough. also, they could also <laughs> um, have some positive tests. The NFL suspends, you know, puts the game away and, and rearrange the schedule. And then the reports came out that they were holding workouts without masks and doing stuff without masks. And that's kind of why they have these tests. I think I saw a number. It was like 12 people have COVID staff. It might, might be higher. It, um, it is a little weird too. Like they're doing the handshakes after the games, which like, I think Terry like brought this up outside, but like, you know, you're tackling each other, whatever, but like, why are you doing this? Uh, yeah. I don't understand the post game handshakes, but if you're the Titans, why are you holding workouts? when you're told not to and everyone has COVID. How about well, that? Well, we, the game. Kick them out of the league. Kick them <laughs> off the tour, Doug. We did go through this with the MLB. Like the MLB had a period of time where the Marlins lost and you know, this, a full, a full, yeah. a full and the Cardinals. Um, but the Marlins did basically lose a full week of gameplay. And, you know, the MLB season is a little bit easier to move around in terms of scheduling. So that's kind of, the bummer with the NFL because everything's just on that 16 game thing. Bye weeks mean a huge things to, you know, a huge, I just, a I huge don't part under, of this team. I don't understand why I didn't make it 18 weeks and have two weeks where all the teams are off and then it would be so much easier. I mean, I don't yeah. think they can't just do that now. Like just inject a week somewhere. Whoa, like, whoa. Rem severe or some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like, just inject a bye week in there. 
Well, that's the point. They they had so long to come up with a contingency plan for this, and they don't have anything. Are you like, really surprised that the NFL didn't like make a strong decision after having a ton of time? It's like how they like just finally figured out why players were kneeling. Like they still don't have an answer. So very good, very you know, good, uh, very good um, point. I like. I'm not surprised that the NFL has no fucking clue what they're doing. I mean, like they just, you know, they just they're just like okay, put fans in the stands too. Like whatever. I don't think. I mean, I don't think they have no idea what they're doing. I think this is a very tough job to do, and especially how the NFL works, where it's just built into the culture of next man up. I don't like. What do you want them to do? There's 53 guys on an active roster plus. You know, they bring 90 into training camp and you have nine guys on the scout team. They're just going to keep cycling through through players. This is, this was their plan that, you know, we're just going to keep pushing on. Yeah. No matter how many people get it. So, but, but I mean, to, to piggyback off of what you're saying, though, I, I think it does, like, in terms of betting the NFL, I think it does make it hard to bet some of these games sooner when the lines open mm-hmm. um, because, like, you know, like the Chiefs and the Patriots, they moved the game. So if you bet on the Patriots, granted, it didn't matter if you, what line you bet the Patriots at, really. But um, like you know, like if you bet, if you got the Patriots at, uh, or like the Chiefs at minus six and a half, um, or you're thinking Cam Newton's going to play, like if that game happens in the same day, like it's still going to you're going to be stuck with this line. Mm-hmm. So I think it it can be uh, tougher. I think now to bet games earlier in the week where, you know, you might see some line value, but you're like, well, what if somebody gets sick? Uh, Like, how does that impact this? Yeah, I think it's kind of a wait and see. Like, you're better off waiting until the end of the week, but then you're also losing on some early line movement that could work in your favor. And it's kind of – people are probably dealing with the same thing in fantasy. Like, none of the Bills and Titans players really are an option this week until you know that they're playing for sure. The Patriots, Chiefs could have been postponed. Like, they they were playing on on Sunday – um, and still it was like up in the air, whether or not they were going to play. Yeah. They, they had it there, but it was like, who knows what's going to happen because they canceled it so late. So it's, it's, it's just an utter, you know, shit show, but this is our life now. So yeah. it's kind of just, we're, we're, we're America and we're just going to keep going through with half measures and just figure it out. Next man up America. <laughs> That's basically what the response to COVID has been all the way around. <laughs> so, we had a any other things you want to talk about in terms of COVID with the NFL? I don't want to talk in circles on this because it is what it is. Um, there's really no insight or things that have been said or things that we could say that will, you know, really. I just do think it's interesting. I'll say I think it's interesting in terms of the buys because, like, what I think the Steelers were and still are upset to some extent. Like, they're they're like Tom was like, we'll deal with it, but you have to be upset if another team fucks up your bye week schedule where, you know, you had a bye say week eight, week nine, and then now mm-hmm. you suddenly have to take it week three. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think that that's something where it would have been better if they had like at least an additional, maybe an additional week before the playoffs start or something, who knows? Yeah. Cause not a, no other team, but the Titans and, and Steelers are playing, you know, 13 games, in, games a in a row and it's not the Steelers fault. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. We had a week last week, our updated records on the picks and our pick city segment. Joe is at six and three. He is in the lead. Uh, Terry is two and three. I took out your Patriots bet. So I avoided that because that would have been voided. Um, And then I am four and five. Before we get to our picks, we are going to talk about the state of the league. We're going to play a little DVOA quiz quickly again. Can anyone guess who the number one team we've had? We have another number one team in DVOA. Can anyone guess who it is? Is it Terry's Bucks? Terry. The Chiefs. It is Terry's Bucks at one and Terry's Chiefs at two. Or Joe's Chiefs at two. I guess Joe's Seahawks, but um, the Chiefs at two in terms of the guesses. Um, but yes, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lead in DVOA, seventh offensively, second defensively. There are three teams that have top 10 offenses and defenses per DVOA. They're the Bucks, Chiefs, and Saints, who are eighth overall in DVOA and eighth overall offensively and defensively. Top five after the Bucks and the Chiefs are the Ravens, Colts, and Packers. Seahawks are sixth. 
Steelers seventh, rounding at the top 10, San Francisco and Buffalo at 4-0. Can anyone guess who the last ranked team in DVOA is through four weeks? Jets. The Jets. I would say the Broncos to be different. The Broncos are 31st. The Jets are 29th. Joe Delera is wearing the uh, sweatshirt of the team that is 32nd in the NFL. It is nice. the New York football giants at 0-4, minus 32.4%. Other teams in the bottom five, Washington football team 28th and the Philadelphia Eagles at 30th. We are only – we are further back in DVOA from the Eagles than we are in the division. Um, two teams I'll point out that are interesting heading into this week. Minnesota is one and three, but they are 13th in DVOA. So a little bit higher ranked in terms of the metrics. And then we have the Chicago Bears at three and one, 22nd in DVOA. They rank even further behind the Houston Texans at 21st. And we are going to have a moment, a brief moment of silence for the firing of B.O.B. Bob. He is gone. No longer will Terry and I argue whether or not he is a good coach or a good GM because now he is neither. And He's unemployed. <laughs> yep. Join join the rest of uh, the 10% of Americans. Um, play bombs over Baghdad. So thank you to Bill O'Brien. What is your take on the Texans? Because, I mean, this is a team that is going for. Let's actually take these two teams in concert. Houston Texans, Concerts Atlanta Falcons. Houston Texans, Atlanta Falcons, 0-4. The Jets and the Giants are the only other 0-4 teams, but I really think they're lost causes at this point. Houston Texans, Atlanta Falcons, any shot these teams can make a run to get back to 500 by the end of the season? I think the uh, – I feel like the Texans – Go ahead. Go ahead. Like the Texans are more likely to because maybe they'll get multiple forfeits from the Titans. Um, so uh, that's an angle. But uh, I just think that they have more talent with Deshaun Watson at, you know, as, as the quarterback. Um, he's going to get you a couple wins just on his own, I feel. Um, so I, if I had to pick between the two of them, I would say the Texans. Sorry. Uh, I somewhat agree, just because of their schedule is much easier. Um, than the Falcons having to play in a division with the Saints and the Bucks. I disagree that the Texans have more talent. I think the Falcons are way more talented than. Yeah, I meant really more so Deshaun Watson, and that's about it. But <laughs> okay, okay, cool, cool. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Matt Ryan's that bad, but no, but... <laughs> uh, um, I. I think I really think they would just do so much better with a new head coach. I don't know how much this, like the scheme wouldn't change at all. You would just have you just be elevating probably you know the offensive defensive coordinator up to the head coaching position. But I just think you need to get a new voice at, at the front of the room in in you know the Falcons locker room because that team just looks like they're sleepwalking at this point, um, having blown the lead to the Cowboys and the Bears, and then. The, they were the sharp play against the Packers at seven and a half, and they mm-hmm. kind of just were looked like zombies for most of the game. Um, I, I just you just need a new captain of the ship just to hear a different voice. Um, I think if they do that, I, I would I would think they could get to possibly five hundred. They don't have too tough of a schedule. It's kind of backloaded with the Saints twice after week eleven and thirteen, and the Bucks fifteen and seventeen. Plus the Chiefs in there, so it's. I mean, it's it's a pretty backloaded schedule. So if they change change the captain of the ship, I, yeah. I would trust the Falcons more. But going forward, yeah, I mean, it's a good point on the the change of leadership because the Texans changed their leadership and their head coach and their GM. And now we think they're the more likely team to kind of get out of that slump. I will say about the Texans, they did play a absurdly difficult schedule. And I think I remember this back when we were doing our NFL summer series preview pod that the Texans were definitely going to lose their first two games because they were playing the chiefs and the Ravens. And we were saying it was very likely that they would lose their third game because we were very high in the Steelers. 
now they play the Vikings, who are 13th in DVOA, and probably better than most people are giving them credit for it right now, even though they did have a slow start. So it's not out of the question to see a rejuvenated Texans team, maybe a rejuvenated Deshaun Watson, um, get an easier schedule coming in because they did play arguably three of the top five teams in football. Um, and then, you know, a team that's pretty good in the Vikings. That was kind of the, the nail in the coffin for Bob. But I want to ask you first, again, before we go into the picks, we're getting to them. We're getting to them. Any futures that you're looking at right now? I'm just living it one day at a time, Dom. You know, COVID's out there. Who knows what else is out there? Just trying to, you know, one step in front of the other. Every day I wake up is a blessing. And I thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right. Thanks, Terry Pence. Um, uh, we have I, – I like the the paths to win the AFC East, but they took it down, uh, maybe because of Stephon Gilmore's uh, COVID diagnosis and maybe that they don't know how long Cam Newton's going to be out. But I think yeah. fading the Bills, you know, I'm, I'm not going to die in the hill, you know, if the Bills are – you know, if Josh Allen's playing at an all pro level by week six or seven, I'll come around on them. But right now I'm still not completely sold. So if you so get Patriots actually, at two to one, three to one, I would maybe lay some money on that. Yeah. I'm actually on the opposite end of that. Like I, I was also with you in terms of fading the bills this season and I'm debating on whether or not I want to get in on a chief or on a bear uh, on a bills future to win the AFC or win the Super Bowl. Um, but I kind of want them to lose a game where maybe like they should have won or there's something weird that happens. So like maybe you can get slightly better odds, but um, where I still like feel like I believe in them uh, after a loss like that. But I'm I'm considering backing the Bills uh, in a future. I, you know, we're on opposite ends of this and that's OK. Yeah. People could have different opinions. I, I, I want another AFC team. <laughs> yeah, I just think yeah. the AFC's AFC's pretty loaded um, at the top. Like, I do think the Steelers are very, very good. So you have yeah. Chiefs, Ravens. Um, I think the Pats are pretty. I think the Pats are better than people think with Cam Newton. Um, even without Cam Newton, I really think they were, you know, two really big stupid mistakes from winning that Chiefs game, or at least bringing it, you know, late into the fourth quarter. Um, you had that Julian Edelman. Yeah, drop pick six on like a screen pass and then you had brian horror poyer playing like an idiot at the end of the half and making another stupid turnover um down inside the red zone so i just know you can back the chiefs beyond the or not the chiefs the patriots beyond the division like would you no and i'm not i'm just yeah, backing I, them I, to I, win the division yeah. i like like do i like i still am not confident i don't know when they play probably play soon but Patriots bills straight up like I'm taking the bills I mean, I'm taking the Patriots like until Josh Allen beats Bill Belichick like I'm not you know uh, they play on November, uh, November 1st yeah so we have a month and when that happens you know I'm probably taking the Patriots no matter what the line is so it's fair Terry any futures million. <laughs> within reason reasonable uh, it's okay. not as cool. It's not as cool to say that. No, I don't. I don't have any futures. I'm. I've. I'm fine with my preseason futures. With the amount of COVID tests, I. I don't see any any reason to dabble in the futures market anymore. All right, Terry, you could start us off this week. Three picks. Pick City. Terry is two and three. I don't know what the percentage is. I think you're actually last in percentage. So you're up first. Oh wow! Thanks. Uh, my first pick, um, it's tough. It's tough to go here. It sounds crazy. Um, but I am going to take the Cleveland Browns at plus two at home against the Indianapolis Colts. I believe it's still plus two. If it's not, I'll take plus one and a half. I don't really give a shit. Um, the Browns. Losing week one against the Ravens, won three in a row under new head coach Kevin Stefanski. Yes, they just lost Nick Chubb on IR, but Kareem Hunt has seemed to look like the better running back for that team. Joe has an eye for them. Um, yeah, I agree. He's wrong. on the hunt. Um, and you saw the offense explode against the Dallas Cowboys last week. Um, Cowboys are a different story. Uh, and 
it seemed like Stefanski really opened up the playbook. You know, Odell had his one touchdown pass of the year. Um, but coming into this week, it's more a fade of the Colts. Uh, both their uh, – I, I don't think uh, Darius Leonard practiced today. He's questionable for the game as well as um, – what's his name? Costanzo, their tackle. Costanzo, yeah. Well, I don't Anthony, know. Anthony. Anthony. That's what I thought. I didn't think that. I had no idea. Um, but he's going to be the guy who would have been charged with block, or would have been if he doesn't play. He's the guy charged with blocking Miles Garrett. Um, so I, I just think this is a good matchup. I would, if you're going to look at a total, I would look at the under. It's going to be a lot of running the ball, um, a lot of risk averse play, um, a lot of clock management. I like I'll take the home dog in that scenario um, for for a team that, you know, the public's going to going to lean on the Colts because the Browns are the Browns. I like them under their new leadership. I think they can get it done, get them to four and one Cleveland Browns. Yeah, no, I like the I, I see the angle. I'm not sold on it yet. Probably going to wait for those injuries, as you said, but, you know, the things are looking up for Stefanski and the Browns. I really do think that they are a team team that is playing a lot more composed football and I think that's going to be key I still don't really buy Philip Rivers on the road um, and if this game is you know it's probably gonna be a low scoring game just with the two styles but I think that the Browns could score more points than the Colts at this point so I agree that's why I picked them (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am going to go with my first pick, I am actually going to go out on a limb here and take the Texans minus six on DraftKings. It is minus six, minus 110. Uh, the Texans are 0 and 4 against the spread. Uh, usually these things even out. I think that this might be a big line to some people, but I think that Jacksonville is a team that's over achieving right now and you know buying low on the texans is probably a good thing right now with bill o'brien being out of there i think that this is a team you saw jj watt reports of him and and deshaun watson getting into it during practice and that kind of led to his firing i think That this team is in offensive DVOA. I think that's going to come down to maybe a benefit of a weaker schedule at this point. But I think that the Texans are not as bad as they are at 0 and 4. And I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to come down to earth a little bit as the entire season, preseason, we were saying that they were really going to um, start to take step backs this year. And, and Minshew is probably not the answer long term at quarterback. They're 1 and 3. I think they'll go to 1 and 4. And then you'll start to see them kind of throw the towel on the season. So I'm going to go out on a limb here. I know the number's big, but I think that the Texans at 0-4, uh, they're going to win against the spread at some point. They're going to win a game at some point. So I'm going to go with Houston Texans by a six and a half, and hopefully they win by double digits. Word. Yeah. Um, my first pick is going to be uh, the Panthers' money line over the Falcons. Um, we're – I think that I'm recommending the money line, uh, even though we traditionally do spreads on this, just because I don't see much value at taking the like plus one that this is at this point in time. Um, and I'd rather just take the plus money. Uh, Dan Quinn is 18 and 33 against the spread as a favorite uh, during his five years of coaching in Atlanta. And actually, if you look at DVOA, um, the Panthers are ranked 19th to Atlanta's 27th. Um, I do not think that Carolina should be a dog in this matchup. I think it's probably closer to a pick And I think that you should take the plus money rather than the point or point and a half uh, in this circumstance. And I just don't see, like we've talked about earlier in this podcast, I do not see anything from Atlanta. And this is more like, it's not so much that I like, the Panthers, I think what they're doing is uh, decent, but like, I just don't believe in the Falcons at all. Uh, and I think they lose. And I think that maybe uh, if you got another bet in on maybe like second coach to be fired, that might happen. Maybe you'll get that cashed. So uh, I often to take the Panthers money line over the, uh, over the Falcons here. Um, all right. You're up again. 
And then my second pick is going to be the Seattle Seahawks minus seven over the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Um, I think Seattle's awesome. I love watching them play this uh, play football. And uh, I think they're super exciting. And I do not think I'm, I'm not buying like I think that their defense isn't that great. Um, but I'm, I'm not buying Kirk Cousins in a shootout with Russell Wilson. Um, and I think the, I think that the Seahawks can win this by at least a touchdown, um, especially because I don't think that the seven number is as important right now um, because I think when teams go down two touchdowns at the end of the games, we've seen this starting to happen now where teams start going for two um, when they're down by two, if they score a touchdown. So I think I, I, I'm not opposed to the seven because I, you know, I think you can get that uh, opportunity if they miss a, you know, a two point conversion or something like that. But I'm not sure. I'm, I'm going to be curious to see if there's like a change in the way that these key numbers are treated. Uh, if, you know, bigger favorites, um, you know, start seeing different action because of that. So, uh, but anyway, my second pick is Seahawks minus seven. I, you know, keep riding them, but I don't like, I don't like that at all. But all I, this, you know, the story about Icarus, right? <laughs> I do know that story. Um, my second pick is going to be, let's see what the line is right here. You can still get a minus seven on oh, FanDuel. Son of a bitch. <laughs> At least we're going to be aligned on a super contest. Um, minus seven on FanDuel at 115 as of Wednesday night. I'm going with Mike Tomlin and the Steelers oh, minus seven. Oh, okay. Oh, that's the, I, that was the one I was looking at. <laughs> um, so Mike Tomlin is basically coming off a bye this week. The Eagles are flying high after pulling one out of their um, behinds <laughs> in uh, on a Sunday night football against. Why would you pull out? You can't get pregnant there. Nick Mullins, who just was <laughs> God awful. Um, so I think the, this Eagles team is bad. Like they are 30th in DVOA. They are not good offensively. Their offensive line is in shambles and the Steelers have the best pass rush in the NFL. Uh, I think this is a great matchup for the Steelers just because Philly is just going to look uh, offensively in shambles. Wentz is going to be running for his life all day. Mike Tomlin also in this spot as a regular season home favorite in kind of this touchdown to 10 digit, uh, a double digit spread here between seven and 10 minus seven and minus 10. Tomlin is 16 and five, 76.2 win percentage. Um, he is very good at just covering the spread in the spot, and it is what it is. But Gibby Tomlin off a of bye, Tomlin in this range, and the matchup of the Steelers' pass rush and the Eagles' offensive line. This is, uh, I think, this the spread should be more more in the ten range. So get it get it at a touchdown, and probably still win it. It is what it is. Uh, okay, I'll go. Uh, the game I thought you were going to take, which I am going to bet, despite my better judgment, and I know this is a sucker's pick, and I'm probably going to lose it, um, is the Los Angeles Rams minus seven also, at the Washington were. football team. What would you say? I, this is also not the other seven spread game that I thought you were going to pick. Oh, okay. Joe thinks Joe thinks he's going Cardinals. I think that's where he's going. But yeah. go ahead on the Rams. Uh, uh yeah. So the Rams and they're a pretty healthy team, traveling west, um, facing Kyle Allen as the new quarterback. That's um, a long flight west west from L.A. Yes, I think. Wait, did I say that wrong? <laughs> are they flying the opposite of way? That's a great name of the traveling west of LA. They're, tra uh, yeah. they're traveling east. Write <laughs> yeah, it down no, for a band yeah. name, though. As I was talking, uh, I was I was talking to a better about his survivor pool pick last week, and I was like, pick the Ravens over the the, the football team. And he's like, no, but they got to travel. I was like, 
it's fucking 30 minutes from 40 minutes from Baltimore to DC. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. That's unreal. <laughs> Good point. Well, we're going back there because um, Kyle Allen is now the quarterback of the Washington football team. I'm a little nervous because it could give a, a, a you know a spark to the team, but I, I don't know. I'm 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 actually really pissed at Ron Rivera because I have fucking Terry McLaurin to be leading the league in receiving yards. He's 16 yards back of Stephon Diggs. And his guy, um, why can't I think of his name now? Dwayne Haskins, his go-to guy, his quarterback who's feeding him the football is now on the fucking bench. And not even, not even the backup. He's the third string. Alex Smith, guy, almost had his leg amputated. I could get behind Alex Smith. Haskins, this was going around on on the internet on Twitter yesterday, um, just about Haskins and the treatment. I, he played god awful in I think it was week one and week three, uh, but last week he wasn't that bad. No, I yeah, so, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it either. Because there was a Twitter, I saw a Twitter poll, and it was like quarterback A, B, and C unnamed. Like which would you prefer to have? And quarterback B won by like a million. Uh, it was like ninety percent of the vote. And quarterback B was Dwayne Haskins. Quarterbacks A and C were, I think, Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about, like, basically the conversation was about, like, why is Dwayne Haskins not getting a better shake at this? Like, which I don't really understand either. But. I mean, I, I, the only angle I can get is the turnover happy in week one and week three. I mean, the game against the Browns was just – they would have won that game against the Browns if it wasn't for Haskins, like, five turnovers. But yeah. I think Allen has the connection with Rivera. Maybe Haskins is having a little trouble implementing the kind of offensive system he wants to run. Um, so that's my, that's my well, only that's, angle. Well, that's what he said is that he knows the offense. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, but you know, banged up Washington team with Terry McLaurin, Chase Young, are both questionable. Um, I just I, I I don't know what Dwayne or what Kyle Allen gives you that Dwayne Haskins doesn't, except maybe the turnovers. But I think this Rams team should should take care of business um, against a pretty pretty bad Washington football team. Um, so give me, I'll take, I'll take, I'll lay the seven points. Um, and I could see them winning, you know, you know, by 10. So have you guys heard the ongoing conspiracy theory with this Haskins move? No. All right. So we all know the, uh, NFC East is a fucking shit show. Some are saying, I won't name names, a lot of tweets, um, that Haskins, they want to keep healthy for a playoff run. So they're going to take him out now. That's hilarious. because they really only have to yes. win two games. Um, you know, they win like what three division games and it's it. It's a wrap. Um, so I don't know. Do you give any credence to this conspiracy theory that is starting to take flight? I buy it. Why I not? think so. You let you let the Cowboys and the Eagles, you know, lose a few more games, battle it out against each other, and then a few more games, you kind of swoops in at the end. You know, you sub in Haskins for the last maybe eight games of the year. Um, They're like, you know, so, wait for the, everyone to get COVID, and then you have your starting quarterback playing while everyone else is playing their scrubs. This is over managing. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't believe that. <laughs> I, I don't know. RG3 playing too many games on that field led to the end of his career. So, I mean, maybe they're like, whoa, let's not fucking kill Haskins. Fair. So, I, uh, keep going. Keep going. Yeah, I, I, fair. Um, my final pick for this week. Wait. Oh, wait. I got to go. Oh, yeah. You got to go. You're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Jesus. Christ, dude. I thought you were going to make a point about the Haskins conspiracy theory. That's why I was letting you talk. If I knew you were going to jump ahead of me, I would have cut you off. Oh, my final pick for the week is we're going Monday night. We're going Thunderdome. It's not, not much thunder there without fans. Uh, but we are taking the Los Angeles Chargers at eight and a half at FanDuel Sportsbook. 
against the New Orleans Saints. We got a good defense um, to throw up against Drew Brees. Again, the corpse of Drew Brees ended up beating the Lions by four. They, depending on what line you got, they did or did not cover. Um, I just think conservative game plan by the Chargers. You're going to let their defense do the talking. Um, the Superdome is not as intimidating without fans as we saw with, I mean, Aaron Rodgers and Justin Herbert are obviously two completely different quarterbacks, but that shock that you would feel as a rookie quarterback going into the Superdome, you're kind of, you're not going to get it um, here without the fans. Um, so I, I think eight and a half points is, is way, way too much for this game for, you know, two good defenses and, you know, a diminished Drew Brees, um, you know, depending if Michael Thomas plays or not, uh, I, I still don't think it matters much. I think it's going to be a close game. Chargers are going to control the clock, try to control the football, kind of what the Patriots game plan would have been against the Chiefs if Brian Horner wasn't an idiot and Cam Newton didn't catch COVID. Um, but, you know, the Chargers know how to game plan against these kind of supercharged offenses. I don't know if the, the Saints fall in that category anymore, but I, I I like you know taking over. You know you're getting seven and you're getting eight. Take take the eight and a half with mm-hmm. with the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Big LA week for me. You know the Lakers will win. I assume you know it will boost the football teams as well. Ooh. The, Plus the Browns, uh, you know, like LeBron from Cleveland. So I don't. Cleveland, but Akron, but. How many fucking night games have the Saints played this year? I feel like all they do is play night games. You think Drew Brees gets tired because he's old and it's past his bedtime? <laughs> I will tell you that for the Super Contest, I don't want to fucking touch Monday night anymore. We are we have a bad record on Monday nights, and I think we should stay away for a little bit. I love it. <laughs> um, for my last pick, I am going to go to the AFC North. Matchup here between the Bengals and the Ravens. The line is at 13, which I think is a huge number. So I am going to take the Bengals at plus 13. I I did some research. I I cranked up the old bet labs here. And just in this spot since 2003, double-digit dogs, no matter home or away, double-digit dogs cover at basically a 57% rate. I thought more so about the timing of this game. It's very early in the season still. Since 03, double-digit dogs on games played in October. 15, 8, and 1, 65.2%. Winning margin of 3.44. ROI, 25.7. This is a spot that I think you should fire away. Thinking here, the thought process is that a lot of stuff from last season carries over, doesn't necessarily reflect the projections in this season. You know, people think the Bengals are terrible. They may, may they may be, but I don't think they're terrible. Right now they are 20th in DVOA, 16th defensively. I think Joe Burrow with a 26th ranked def- uh, offense is going to improve. He's looked good. He's looked in control and he's been – taking care of the football. And that's what, in order to keep these games close and these huge spreads close, you can't turn the ball over. And I, I think Burrow um, is a good test for him. And I don't believe the Ravens defense is as strong as maybe we thought it was coming into the season. I think there's a lot of 2019 thought process here in the projections. So I'm going to back the Bengals. I think this line is way too high. Okay. Um, I like that. I was going to use that if you didn't. Um, my last pick here is going to be uh, I'm looking at the Dolphins plus eight and a half on FanDuel against the 49ers. Um, I think that the 49ers kind of showed that they're, you know, obviously a little bit flawed if you lose to the Eagles. Um, the Dolphins are a better team according to DVOA. You know, the Dolphins are, you know, not much better than the Eagles, but they're better than the Eagles. And uh, I think that, um, you know, Fitzpatrick is 10 and seven in his starts since last year um, against the spread. And uh, I think there's a lot of uncertainty with the 49ers given their injuries um, 
And I, I, I'm just going to take the eight and a half. You, it's for the same reasons that uh, Terry kind of said, uh, take the chargers at eight and a half. You get all those numbers, all those good numbers, all the, all the hooks. And uh, I like the dolphins and I can't wait to say fins up uh, this weekend. So, yeah, I think as of right now, and Garoppolo, it's up in the air, whether he's playing. Um, but yeah. you know, if, if he doesn't play eight and a half is a great number. Yes. So obviously, you know, keep an eye out on that, but um, I like, I like the eight and a half. All right. Joe's picks Panthers money line, Seahawks plus seven dolphins plus eight and a half Terry Browns plus two Rams minus seven chargers plus eight and a half. My picks Texans minus six Steelers minus seven Bengals plus 13. Let's go into pods and Rex producer Corey. Are you moved? Hello. What's happening? I said, are you moved? It's pods and Rex time. I'm are ready. You a mute? Are you a mute? I am not a mute. Oh. Uh, I will be recommending an HBO series called Raised by Wolves. Um, it's about repopulating the human race on another planet after a war between atheists and um, the Mithraic order uh, render Earth unha- uninhabitable. What is the uh, Mithraic order? Uh, you know, they're definitely not Christians. They're definitely not modeled after Christians at all, whatsoever. Um, with their hierarchies and all that shit. Definitely not. Um, they believe in a God, one God named soul, and he makes people do heinous things, but you know, he's testing them. You know, ever read Job, by the way, side. I have read, I have, I have the job. It's a really, it's a really fucked up story. Yeah. That guy's an idiot. People don't talk about that enough. Job's a moron. Anyway, raised by Wolves. Ridley Scott. Very well done. Um, basically, you know, 12 years later, after they escape earth, a pod of atheists who have sent embryos of humans to a planet to be raised by, um, robots or androids, sorry, androids, human-like robots. Um, yeah. And the Mithraic order refused to do such a thing because it's unnatural. So they took the long way. So it took them 12 years later to get to the planet that's nearest Earth that could house life. And they get to know each other again. You always come in with the hard hitters, man. Like we're just no talking about we're, we're talking about Bengals plus 13 and then uh, you know, NFC North double digit spreads and then the Mithraic order coming in and fucking everything up. But you know, that's why that's like why you listen. Macro, baby. That's why you listen. Gotta zoom out sometimes. <laughs> Anyone else? Yeah, Pods and Rex. No um, it sounds pretty handmade taily. Is that? Is oh, that it's way worse. <laughs> way worse. Oh, it's fucked up. When's the new season <laughs> coming out of Handmaid's Tale? I'm ready. Um, oh, God. I, I couldn't keep watching that show. I honestly tapped out. Oh, it's wild. It's something else. It's not my recommendation, though. Um, my recommendation is to get a stationary bike for your apartment or your home. Um, I just got one and I think it's great. It's collapsible. Uh, I got it on Craigslist actually uh, for under a hundred dollars. So nice little investment. Um, but it's great because, you know, it gets you out of the gym. So you don't have to, you know, do your cardio with a mask on. Um, you can set up in front of your TV. You can set up in your, like in your room, your office, wherever you want to do it, get some cardio in. In case there's a second wave, you're going to be ready to go if they close down the gyms and stuff like that. Uh, and also, you know, you can stay fit or try to get into shape or some sort of shape. It's not round. Uh, and I think that's a good thing for everybody. So, um, you know, in a stationary bike, it's pretty easy. Uh, it doesn't take up a lot. It's not a huge footprint, um, as compared to, you know, a treadmill or, you know, an elliptical or or like a Stairmaster would be wild to have in your house. But I think a stationary bike is something that, you know, you can find a corner for to store it in. Um, and it's, it's a nice workout. You can get a nice sweat on. So, uh, it's a good way to switch it up. And, uh, you know, sometimes if you don't feel like going to the gym, you can get it done at home. No excuses. I actually saw a, um, an ad today for like, I think it's Bowflex has a bike now and you can like, it actually like dips like left and right to go on turns. Like you're at one of those like arcade motorcycle games. And I thought that was That's actually cool. cool. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah. So maybe, maybe there's one way to do it. Joe, but I think tell right us- now there's, a, 
I think right now you can actually get a lot of good deals on like Craigslist and like Facebook marketplace because people don't think that there might be a second wave. So they're just like, Oh yeah. Like here, like I'm going to sell this to you for a quarter of the price that I paid for it because I just don't need it. Cause the gyms are open now. Meat locker is like, about to get some new equipment. I was like, I'm absolutely bringing that to the meat locker. Um, Joe, how, how was the character from Craigslist? Was it a normal person? Was it a CD nefarious type? What, what do you, no, what do you got? I, you know what? The weirdest part about this person was that I picked it up and like I met the, I went to their house to pick it up and I picked it up in their garage. There was nothing else in the garage. That to me was the weirdest thing. Like no, no car, nothing, no garbage can, recycling bins, anything. Just did it look sweat? empty garage besides the exercise bike. Maybe so moving. They Maybe. seem no. Cause they, like, I asked, I was like, are you like, what's good with this? And they were like, no, like, we just don't keep anything in here. Yeah, there's human trafficking going on there. Something weird, but you stole a bike. a bike. The guy, the guy sold you a bike he did not own. Maybe, but now I own it. So I don't know. I thought he owned it. He gave me the paperwork. I have the manual. So I don't know. How, I don't know if anybody steals a bike and steals the manual as well. Good cover. Yeah, yeah, be sure to chain it up to make sure no one takes it. Listen, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go after me for receiving stolen property. I have no idea. Yeah, well, <laughs> I only work out with Billy Banks and do Tybo, tie, tie so I don't well, know. It's a good time. So it, it's something else to maybe mix it up every so often. Uh, mix it up. You don't fucking buddy. move. What are you mixing up? You're just in the same place, riding the same thing, going absolutely no, but like, nowhere. Outside, it's like my life. I'm going gym, nowhere. You could do yoga. You could do the stationary bike. It's a little bit something different. Okay. My recommendation is History 101 on Netflix. I don't know if anyone's ever recommended this before, but it's like 30, 25 minutes of history. And I like history and it's pretty interesting. I learned about the space race yesterday. I learned about um, fast food in America. Very interesting. Um, I forget what's next, but I'm going to watch it after this. Um, and if you like history, if you like little snippets, little something to, you know, watch while you're eating dinner, if you eat fast, if you eat slow, maybe watch two episodes. Um, eat a lot. But yeah, history 101 on Netflix, you know, expand your brain. And Barry, do you have, I'm any not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk for 30 minutes about a fucking stationary bike. <laughs> do, you have, do you have any issue with the way that the history channel has pivoted towards American pickers and fucking pawn stars instead of all the history it's shows they used to show? Yes. It's like the learning channel is all fucking honey boo boo and whatever else stupid reality TV. Leave reality TV to Bravo and the amazing race. That's it. I read an angry letter every year. Do you want me to put your name down as a signature? The who? To the history channel. Yeah, the who. Oh, nice. Yeah. D Day shouldn't come and go without a documentary. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. okay, I'm going yeah. to good recommendation. I'm going to recommend if you bought the dip in March and April to take some goddamn profits. We are about to hit a crazy time. We are less than like 28 days until the election. The president of the United States was just in the fucking hospital four days ago from a pandemic that is probably raising its second head. You see it all in NFL. Wisconsin's activating uh, hospital beds that are unused. We have a GDP to price ratio uh, or market cap to GDP ratio of like over 150%. Uh, stocks are very inflated right now. If you took, if you bought the dip, good on you, but don't get too greedy. Things are about to get crazy. Supreme Court nomination coming up next week. I doubt anything will get done if there is another wave. Um, Biden's up 10 points, probably going to be a lame duck presidency. Next four months, uh, next three months, not going to be pretty financially, I think. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I, you know, if you're, I definitely don't put more into the market right now. But if you did, just reminder, take some profits. You know, green is good, but just take it out. Be, be, uh, have a plan. Have a plan. Buy some more later. Gamble with it. That, yeah, that's an investment in and of itself. Yeah, take some profits and then uh, go back to our pick segment and then, Take those nine picks and roll with it. Yeah, we will have a better. Will we have? What are the odds on us having a better ROI than your stock portfolio for the rest of the year? That's a great. What was the question? 
what are the odds on the odds cast having a better ROI with your money than like if you left it in your stock portfolio? Permission what to get an intern do you want to get do? these numbers. What do you what do you want to do it off based off? I would of the, leave it uh, in my stock portfolio. Leave it off the SPY. Standard, yeah, like off, yes, the standard, but the the S and P five hundred basically, like yeah. the index. Yeah. All right, S and P five hundred ended <laughs> at three hundred forty seventy six today. No, uh, and you'll probably listen to this. It might be up or down. I don't know what the overnight did, but as of the recording of this podcast, it ended at three forty seventy six at close on Wednesday, and then we will start to get our ROI, um, assuming minus 110 on all of these bets. And then we'll see who yeah. comes out with a greater percentage at the end of the year. I love this. This is great. Mario, I'm not sure the accuracy of this, but yeah, I'm, I'm in. Do you want to go end of the year, 1231, or or you want to go inauguration day? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll provide updates, I think. No. Um, but through... I would say through the end of the year okay. is more real because election day, we might not know who won. You want to go through Q1 of 2021? <laughs> Just do end of, end of 2021. End of 2021. End of 2020. Yeah, sorry, not 2021. All right. That is it. We're, we're actually, this is a good, that's a good, uh, that's a good bet. We're trying to beat the market. So Yeah, I love this. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> All right. The odds cast tries to beat the market. Stay tuned, but we have the picks, nine picks this week. Pick City, NFL Week 5, going to be a good weekend. Go Lakers uh, tomorrow. Let's and go. Uh, we'll see you next week. God bless. Bye.